Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Thank you so much for listening today. We're going to be talking about homeopathy and how you can use that for detox. This is a show I've been wanting to do for a while, and I found one of the nation's top experts on homeopathy, Dana Ullman, and he's written over 10 books on homeopathy. You can find his website at homeopathic.com. Um, he's just a wealth of information, and everything is evidence-based. Everything he does is research-based on studies, and I we just had an incredible conversation um, that I'm really excited to share with you. We're going to be talking about some of the research studies behind how the the body, or you know, how homeopathic remedies can be used to detox the body. Um, we'll name some specific remedies that you can use. And just give you a lot of information about what homeopathy exactly is and how it's not working just by placebo effect and lots of other really, really interesting information today. Dana Ullman, he is one of America's leading advocates for homeopathy and he has authored 10 books including The Homeopathic Revolution, Why Famous People and Cultural Heroes Choose Homeopathy, Homeopathy A to Z, Homeopathic Medicines for Children and Infants, Discovering Homeopathy, and the best-selling Everybody's Guide to Homeopathic Medicines with Stephen Cummings, MD. Dana also created an e-course, How to Use a Homeopathic Medicine Kit, which integrates 80 short videos averaging about 15 minutes with his famous e-book that is a continually growing resource to 300-plus clinical studies published in peer-reviewed medical journals testing homeopathic medicines. Uh, this ebook combines uh, combines the descriptions of these studies with practical clinical information on how to use homeopathic medicines for 100 plus common ailments. And the ebook is entitled "Evidence Based Homeopathic Fa Family Medicine" and is an invaluable resource. Dana has been certified in classical homeopathy by the leading organization in the U.S. for professional homeopaths, and he's the founder of Homeopathic. Educational Services, America's leading resource center for homeopathic books, tapes, medicines, software, and correspondence courses. Homeopathic Educational Services has co-published over 35 books on homeopathy with North Atlantic Books. You can learn more about Dana Ullman at homeopathic.com. Dana, thank you so much for joining us on the show. My pleasure, Wendy. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you got into homeopathy? Wow. Well, I got involved in homeopathy way back in 1973 when I was a junior at UC Berkeley. Um, I wasn't actually studying medicine at the time, but, you know, um, my father's a medical doctor, pediatric allergist, professor emeritus at UCLA. Um, but being a child of the 60s, we may do something like our parents, but with a twang. Uh, and so uh, I was ultimately exploring uh, a variety of different natural therapies and became interested in homeopathy. Um, there was a group of physicians, uh, nurses, a dentist, a male midwife, a couple yoga teachers that began week meeting weekly. And we met weekly for five years wow. to study homeopathy together. And I liked it, science and art, and began getting quite rapidly some significant uh, results with it, both personally and with other people, that I began to take it very seriously. 
So, uh, and then in the process of taking it seriously, I've now written 10 books on the subject, uh, two of which I'm honored that the physician to the Queen of England wrote the foreword because the physician to the Queen is a homeopathic doctor. Um, and then um, I've also written uh, four chapters in different medical textbooks uh, on homeopathy, two of which were published by Oxford University Press. Wow. So, you know, I, I take the subject very seriously and I try and educate people about how they can both use it in their own lives to treat themselves and their family. And at what point you really need to go to a professional homeopath because you can't treat yourself for every chronic condition. Actually, I teach people how to use homeopathy for common acute problems, uh, accidents and injuries, colds and coughs, flus, you know, and minor allergies. Um, in fact, my newest big project is, is that I created an e-course to teach people how to use a homeopathic medicine kit at home, uh, which is wonderful. If you're a, a parent and you want to begin to treat yourself and your family with safer medicines, not only do I, did I create a bunch of videos, short videos, to teach people what to do, this is the YouTube generation, it seems. People want to hear not only by reading, but also by watching, yeah. as you yourself are observing. Uh, but it, it accompanies a 600-page ebook that covers information on how to treat 100 common ailments. And being an ebook, it also provides reference to and descriptions of, as well as links to, over 300 scientific studies published in peer-reviewed medical journals. Wow, that is some um, ebook. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it was something that I began developing 10 years ago. And so just keeping it current, you know, requires, you know, a couple hours a week per se, but, you know, not a lot of time. And I'm able to just keep it current. And being an ebook, one of the great things is, is that I can update it. I mean, being an author of many other old style books, is fine and dandy, but as soon as it's finished, published, you want to change things. You want to yeah. add things. <laughs> and it's with an ebook, you can actually do that. Yes, I know That's how that wonderful. goes. wonderful. I know how that goes. So. <laughs> so talk about, you know, what homeopathic, homeopathic medicine actually is. For anyone listening that maybe isn't so, well-versed on the subject, hasn't heard about it, is curious about it, what exactly is it? Well, first of all, a lot of people do get it confused with the word holistic or naturopathic. Um, and homeopathy is its own system that's different than holistic, that's different from naturopathic, but is a part of it because it is a holistic system. It is a part of natural medicine, but homeopathy is its own system. And first, I want to say the underlying principle behind homeopathy is an underlying principle behind much of natural medicine. And that is, is that symptoms of illness are not just something wrong with the person. But symptoms of illness are part of our body's defenses, are part of our body's adaptation to deal with stress, to deal with infection, to deal with environmental exposure. And our bodies could not have survived these thousands of years unless that doctor inside each and every one of us is a real master healer. And that doctor inside each and every one of us is this master healer. But that inner doctor does need tools that natural medicine can provide to them, to that doctor inside, to help that inner healing to happen. Because just letting that doctor do his or her own thing is often not enough. 
So once you realize that symptoms are not just something wrong, but symptoms are important defenses, instead of using conventional drugs, which often suppress that symptom and inhibit that defense, homeopathy has a different point of view. Because our symptoms are defenses, we look for a substance in nature that if given to healthy people, would cause that similar symptom syndrome that we are having. So for instance, if you happen to have a fever, if you happen to have a headache with it, if you have achiness and even chills, what you do in homeopathy is you look for a medicine in nature that would cause unique pattern of symptoms that you are having. And mind you, there are hundreds of substances that cause a fever. There are hundreds of substances that cause a headache. But what ends up happening, once you begin to um, nail down more unique symptoms, some people have a headache in the front part, some people in the back part, some people on the left side, some people on the right side. You know, and once you drill down further, there's fewer and fewer medicines that will have that unique syndrome of symptoms that you have. And so ultimately, homeopathy is a system of using these very small and special prepared doses of plants, minerals, animals, viruses, and snake venoms, and nano doses of different substances based upon what that substance causes. Yes. yes. I'll, I'll give you one other specific example. You know, the, if you're in the kitchen cutting an onion, uh, one of the uh, symptoms that exposure to onion fumes causes is it causes tears, running of the eyes. In fact, if you, you continue to cut onion, you might even get dripping from the nose. And that these are common symptoms that people have when they either have an allergy or a cold. But it's not that everybody will have those symptoms, not at all. Because sometimes when you have a cold, you won't have watery nasal discharge. It will be congestion, or it'll be a thick discharge, or it'll be yellow or green, if we can talk about mucus. <laughs> um, but the whole thing in, in, of what onion causes is a thin, watery discharge that is of an irritating nature that will even irritate the no your nostrils. So in homeopathy, we say that we don't treat diseases, we treat syndromes of which the disease is a part. So you may have a common cold, but your common cold syndrome will be different than my common cold syndrome. Or for that matter, your exposure to lead or arsenic or some uh, environmental poison will have a lot of similar symptoms, mind you. We will, but we'll also have idiosyncratic symptoms that are unique to us. And the homeopath looks for what is idiosyncratic about every person. What is unique so as to that embodies their particular defensive reaction? But the important thing to remember here is that the word symptom in Greek means sign or signal. And the symptom isn't breakdown. It's a sign or signal of disease. And just as like when you're driving in your car and your oil light coming on, you don't treat your oil light by unscrewing it. Even though the light will go off and the signal will go off, that doesn't do anything for your oil pressure. And so you can use conventional medicines to turn off a symptom. You can use a painkiller to turn off pain. You can take a drug to dry up mucous membranes. 
well, what happens with all that that um, uh, mucus that our body is trying to create as a way it's as it's flushing out dead viruses and dead white blood cells? If you turn off that body's defenses, you then get no outlet for that mucus, and that's why you create uh, bronchial congestion. And then you've taken a simple acute problem and now turned it into a more chronic disease. Here it is, they're trying to get out of your body, and now you've created congestion. Yes, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how homeopathy is like energy medicine to, right. a, to a degree. So explain that concept a little bit and the concept of homeopathy in terms of using these very, very diluted dosages or nano doses to right. then elicit a response in the body. Okay. Homeopathy has been around for 200 years, started initially by a German physician named Samuel Hahnemann. And actually in our own nation's capital in Washington, D.C., there's only one monument to a medical doctor, and it's to Samuel Hahnemann. <laughs> All right. Which was um, when it was uh, dedicated in the year 1900, President McKinley was the keynote speaker. And his attorney general was the second keynote speaker because this attorney general loved homeopathy and he helped make this uh, monument happen. And so um, uh, the whole idea is, uh, of, of what Hahnemann and homeopathy developed was is that he found that different substances create their own toxicological pattern. And he began chronicling what each substance caused not just that it would cause a headache, but specificity was added to it, like headache in the front part of the head or back or left or right. And was that person's headache sensitive to temperature or weather or, or time of day or what foods they ate or if they were thirsty and what types of things they were thirsty for? And even what emotions were felt with it. Sometimes you have a headache and you're irritable. Sometimes you're depressed. Sometimes you're restless. Sometimes you're fearful that you have uh, something much more serious. So it, I sort of call homeopathy dragnet medicine. If you remember that TV series, Dragnet, the detective says, I just want the facts, ma'am. Who, what, why, where, and when? So there's no theory here. There's no theory as to what symptoms you're having. You have a headache in the front part of your head. The light hurts. You know, moving around hurts, lying down feels good, being in a dark room helps. So what the homeopath does is looks at books and now expert system software that we use to find out what substances in nature would cause in healthy people the similar symptoms that I am having. And then by giving a nanodose, and here's where Hahnemann and homeopaths since then found that when people are sick, they actually develop a real hypersensitivity to whatever they need. In fact, not only humans, but all living species. I mean, there's a good reason that sharks can smell blood in the water miles away. They've developed that hypersensitivity based on evolution and developing uh, that sensitivity of what it needed to survive. When you think about the volume of water in the ocean, it's not just molecules they're sensing. They're sensing energetics of that blood. 
they are sensing that slight different wave pattern to someone that's swimming. And, you know, it's the same way that birds can migrate tens of thousands of miles across the other part of the world, maybe where they've never gone themselves. But it, it's these magnetic and energy patterns that they tune into. And, and if you think about it, homeopathy is based on what we call the law of similars. Whatever a substance causes, it cures. But there's a principle in music called resonance. And a C note will be resonant with other C notes. So if I had a piano in, a, in one corner of a room and I hit that C note, any other C note in that room would, ver would reverberate a little bit. So uh, homeopathy is thought of as an energy medicine from the West, like acupuncture is an energy medicine from the East. And this principle of similars, you know, can also be related to this principle of resonance of like affecting like. And it, it harkens into modern immunology because in immunology, the principle is whatever a substance causes, it, it can cure or stimulate the body's defenses to prevent when given in these very small doses. So in fact, vaccination derives from homeopathy. Even the first uh, doctor to get the Nobel Prize in medicine got it for his discovery of the tetanus vaccine and the diphtheria vaccine. And he acknowledged that he got the idea from homeopathy. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about homeopathy can be used to detox the body. I'm having trouble saying homeopathy. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, so let's talk about how it can detox you because that's one of my sure. main passions. And I've heard a lot about uh, different homeopathic remedies that can detox certain metals. So why does it make sense to use nanodoses of heavy metals to treat people with heavy metal exposure? Okay, this is an important question. First of all, if you think about it, every cell in our body has a membrane. And a membrane isn't a wall. It's a membrane. It lets certain things in and doesn't let other things in. Anything that is too foreign or too large, it's going to close down that membrane and not let it in. The same thing with that blood-brain barrier at the back of our, of our, our, our skull that will, will not let many things into the brain. Anything that's too large or complex, that fine mist blood-brain barrier won't let it in. But when you create a nanodose, something extremely small, sometimes it simply doesn't set off those warning lights. And I can and will tell you that there was an important study published in one of the most respected scientific journals in the world. It's a journal that's published by the American Chemistry Society. The American Chemistry Society is not a holistic organization. <laughs> they are a very conservative, <laughs> even reactionary organization. But they published this important study that showed that they create a group of scientists in India. In, in India, they have this governmental institution called the India Institute of Technology, which is like the NIH of America, the National Institutes of Health. And the India Institute of Technology is full of these high-power scientists and a group of them uh, who are very respectful of homeopathy. And they wanted to figure out how is it that these medicines work. They tested six different 
mineral medicines, gold, silver, copper, tin, zinc, and platinum. And they diluted them 200 times, 1 to 100, 200 times, 1 to 130 times, and 1 to 100 just six times. And they found no matter how many times they diluted it, using three different types of spectroscopy, they were able to measure nanodoses of these original metals in the solutions. And so what ends up happening, you keep breaking down this gold, silver, copper, tin into smaller and smaller and smaller units, so much so that only really nano-sized slivers of these substances remain in the, in the water. And they are then able to penetrate cellular membranes and blood-brain barriers. And then once they're inside the cell, the, the cell says, wait a minute, we've been infiltrated by gold, copper, zinc, whatever. And they say, well, how do we then get rid of that? And because the person is prescribed that medicine, arsenic or lead or whatever substance to which the person's thought to have been exposed, it, it creates from inside the cell a reaction of let's get rid of copper, let's get rid of lead, let's get rid of arsenic. So rather than what conventional medicine tries to do is mechanically push the body to do things, this is something from inside the cell that the cell is doing. And that is why when people get a good response to homeopathy, they really have a sense that they healed themselves. It's amazing how many people tell me, well, I don't know if that homeopathic remedy helped or not, but I am better. You know, and 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 uh, you know, even my own sister was suffering as a a young woman of a serious chronic illness, and the homeopathic remedy that I prescribed for her had a dramatic effect, <clears throat> and she insisted that her body healed herself. Mind you, it did happen the day after she took the remedy, and this was a condition she had for two years of a daily severe pain syndrome. Uh, and that really impressed my father, by the way, the physician who saw his own daughter get dramatically better, despite uh, having gone to five medical specialists and had exploratory surgery twice. Um, so she was really impressed that her own, his own daughter and my sister was skeptical. So it was not from a placebo effect. If anything, she wanted something her father gave her to work, not something her older brother did. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's very I mean, common. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll change the world before you can change your own family sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, but in this case, it really did help. And, and she's since acknowledged it and has used it for herself and her family since. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the placebo effect because I talk a lot about energy medicine and, um, you know, now we're talking about homeopathy, which is a somewhat of a form of energy medicine. So let's talk about the placebo effect, because a lot of people will say, oh, homeopathy or bioenergetics or energy medicine, th those are just working by placebo effect. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I have nothing against the placebo effect. Uh, it, it, it helps. Uh, but all I can tell you is, is that homeopathy works way beyond the placebo effect. In fact, what ends up happening is I commonly see patients all over the world because I see them on Skype. I don't have to um, 
put needles in people. I don't have to adjust them. So it's an interview process. And I take a detailed history and a detailed description of what's happening right now. And I come commonly go down the list of symptoms the person has. And the person says, oh, God, I forgot that symptom did go away. Or I'm surprised. Oh, that went away, too. So it's not just the main complaint, but a whole series of other changes that happen that that uh, not only happened for the, a week or two, but happened for months and even years afterwards. But here's the other bigger reason that a placebo explanation is simply inadequate is is that in about 20 to 30 percent of our patients in homeopathy, they experience a worsening of symptoms first that typically goes on for one to three days. And when you have a placebo, usually people just get better. Yeah. But we do see in homeopathy <clears throat> sometimes um, people re-experience old symptoms and syndromes that they may have had months, years, and decades earlier. And then they say, I, I say, wow, that, that symptom, uh, have you ever had that symptom? They said, actually, I did. I had this symptom, you know, when this condition first occurred. And I said, oh. And that explains why you're getting it now. You're doing this retracing. And homeopathy is one of the few systems, that and long-term fasting, where people do this retracing. And that lets us know that this is way beyond a placebo effect and into a real powerful and very deep healing. Yes, yes. So, yeah, it's interesting. When I, I've had a couple of surgeries, and uh, both times that the medical doctors gave me a homeopathic arnica right. to, to help with uh, the, the bruising and swelling and things like that. And they, I mean, every single one, every single doctor I've talked to, they they use this home, like very you know conventional doctors um, in Los Angeles uh, are using right. homeopathic remedies. Well, you know, it's interesting. Right now in America, the medical professional that uses homeopathic medicines more than any other are surgeons. Yes. Are surgeons. <laughs> uh, in France, however, 95% uh, of French pediatricians, 95% of, of French dermatologists, and 95% of even general practitioners integrate certain homeopathic medicines into their practice. Yeah. So um, believe me, uh, it is not enough to elicit a placebo effect. I guess one other very strong thing to make mention of is homeopathy became popular in America in the 19th century and in Europe in the 19th century for one reason more than any other. And that is that homeopathy was really effective in treating infectious disease epidemics of that era. And I'm talking about typhoid fever, cholera, yellow fever, scarlet fever. These are conditions that are not really amenable to placebo. I mean, yes, it's good to give tender, loving care to everybody, but it's not enough to deal with serious infectious diseases. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about um, any further evidence that you have that show that homeopathic medicines work for detox. Sure. Well, you know, uh, there have been a series of studies, both animal studies and some human trials, where a, um, a rat is exposed to arsenic or cadmium or mercury. 
and then given a homeopathic dose of that substance, and they find increased amounts of arsenic or some heavy metal being excreted, excreted through their urine, through their stools, and through their sweat glands. So um, to me, that is way beyond any placebo effect. Yeah. Now, when they've done it on human trials, obviously they don't give humans these doses of these heavy metals. But in parts of India and Pakistan, there's arsenic in the drinking water in certain areas. And so a study was done that gave homeopathic doses of arsenic to people. And it was a difficult study because some people had to be given placebo. And uh, many people in India have such faith in homeopathy, they didn't want to be given the placebo. But the way they did it is, is they said, look, for those of you that are being given placebo, uh, after the study's done, we'll then give you the real medicine. And they weren't charging for the care, so at least it was free care. And what was interesting about this study is, is that they found that those patients that were given the homeopathic medicine had a certain increase in liver enzymes that are known to be detoxing enzymes. So, and that wasn't happening in the placebo patients. Hmm. Uh, so uh, the, there is, once again, what ends up happening with these nanodoses, they're able to infiltrate into the cell there, then the cell you know, realizes that there's a toxic substance inside the cell. It then creates that process of detoxing, and then the body does go through the different channels of detoxification. Yeah. And here's where the various nutritional things and botanical things that you and, and your network of people are teaching people that can help strengthen the kidneys, that can help strengthen the liver. Because, um, you know, all this, uh, the liver and the kidneys are being used more. Uh, and, and this is one thing that will help augment it. Great. And is there any brand that you like in particular or uh, that you use in your practice? Well, not really. Uh, I, each of the homeopathic companies in America, the big ones, Standard, uh, also called Highlands, Borone from France, um, Hahnemann Laboratories is a company in Northern California that only creates single remedies. And that's a company that many of us who are professionals homeopaths use. Um, uh, Washington Homeopathic is a good company. Um, uh, so those are some of them. Now, I do want to say that there's two strategies that homeopaths use to do detoxing. So one strategy is what we call constitutional treatment, whereas, whereas we take a case history of the person and even ask about their genetic history of what diseases run in the family. We look and evaluate what body type a person has, how much hair they have in different parts of their body, and, and different other symptoms that are unique and we're able to then after we do an interview about what diseases they've had in their life and what their symptoms are now to give a medicine which fits their overall body mind constitution and when i say body mind i mean not just their physical symptoms but their personality 
And then that constitutional remedy strengthens them to deal with the variety of environmental exposures. Now, if, however, we know that a person has been exposed to a specific pesticide, we can sometimes get a homeopathic dose of that pesticide and almost surgically then give a homeopathic dose of that substance and that alone helps to eliminate it. But if we know their constitutional remedy, that helps things out a lot more because that strengthens their old constitution so that their their organs, glands, and systems will be more ready to help eliminate this. So a good homeopath will first deal with constitutional issues and then one by one help to excise specific environmental poisons. Okay, great, great. And so let's talk about use of homeopathic medicines. Uh, Should they be used in conjunction with other therapies, or are they best used alone? Well, yes, they're they're fine to be either way. Now, some homeopaths, I'll be candid here, don't like some patients to use what are called another energy medicine at the same time. Because the homeopath wants to know, did this homeopathic medicine... I gave you, was that the thing that worked or was it the acupuncture treatment or was it the Ayurvedic treatment? And and so sometimes we like to isolate our system just so that we'll know what worked because if I give you a remedy that works, please know it's not as though that one remedy will cure you. Now, sometimes I, I admit we do get very powerful healing and even curative responses, but sometimes More often, homeopathy is a process where you give one remedy and you get significant improvement. And then you then use a higher potency of the remedy, which means it's more diluted. Higher potencies become more diluted because it becomes more of an energy medicine and can then go deeper into the recesses of our brain, deeper into our energy systems. So uh, 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 the reason why so many Americans who are skeptics of homeopathy think that it's only a placebo is they, one, they assert that homeopathic medicines are so small in dose that there's nothing there. But first of all, that's been proven to not be true. We have now have good hard evidence that no matter how many times we do this diluting and shaking, diluting and shaking, diluting and shaking, that spectroscopy confirms, and this is good high technology science, can measure nano doses of these different original medicinal agents. And um, so in the past, these skeptics would say there's nothing there. And now they are, even though there has been this new research in this highly respected journal published by the American Chemistry Society, skeptics pretend to not know about this. So they are just repeating their same old critique, and they're really showing how much they really are big pharma shills, that they're really just banging the horn for conventional medicine and conventional uh, big pharma, and they're not being honest, and they're not being really good scientists. Yeah. Yeah, because I know even the Swiss government pays for homeopathy in their... Uh, their, you know, the, their healthcare system because there's so much science that proves that right. it works. So they, yeah, they- so do the Germans, so do the Belgians, so do the French. 
now they often don't pay for the medicines themselves because the medicines themselves are dirt cheap, you know, but they will pay for the consultation. And in something like a third of the European population uses homeopathy. And just to let you know, every survey that's ever been done, and there's been hundreds of surveys on who uses homeopathic medicines, they always find that the more educated people are, the more likely they are to use homeopathic medicine. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, can, should people be using homeopathic medicines on their own? And we know that they're safe, but they can, can cause reactions, healing reactions that might scare people a little bit, scare people away from them. Um, should you, uh, can you do it on your own or you should get, uh, you know, seek treatment with a homeopathic professional? If you have any chronic disease or any even mildly serious disease, uh, you should go to a professional homeopath. For many acute problems and different accidents and injuries in acute infections, the colds, the coughs, the sore throats, the earaches, the, the first stages of an allergy or sinusitis, yeah, you can learn uh, to use homeopathic medicines, and I've written books and created e-courses to do that. My book, Everybody's Guide to Homeopathic Medicines, is the most popular guidebook that people use to determine which remedy they can use. So yes, they, you can learn to do it. But please know that homeopathic medicines are medicines. They're not supplements. They're not something that you take daily. Uh, because in fact, usually we find with homeopathic medicines, you don't need a lot of doses because they're almost like a catalyst to the body's own immune and defense system. And we find that if you continue to use a medicine after you're already healed of that particular condition, Sometimes that, that medicine will cause that symptom to come back because that substance is known to cause the similar symptoms that you have. So the trick in homeopathy is, is that when we use what we call our higher potencies, the ones that have been diluted 1 to 10 or 1 to 100, 200 times or 1,000 or 10,000, we commonly give only one or two doses or maybe just a couple more doses. But when we're treating with the, the, the sixth potency, 12th or 30th potency, we might give that two to six times a day for one to three days. But, you know, not very much more than that. Because, once again, if you're not getting better from a homeopathic medicine in a day or two, then it may not be the right remedy. And at that, at that point, you need to take, take another. Though the exception is, is that, you know, let's say a woman is taking... Um, a homeopathic medicine because she's having different difficult menstrual symptoms. You do have to wait until the next menstrual cycle comes along to evaluate, you know, when, uh, you know, if there's been improvement or not. So you don't always see things between one and two days. Sometimes you do need a little bit longer. Okay, great. So let's talk about the FDA. So the yeah. FDA is trying to stick their nose in all kinds of natural remedies uh, where it doesn't belong. And so what is the relationship of homeopathy with the FDA? Well, first of all, believe it or not, the FDA was founded in the early 1900s, but they had very little power to do anything. It wasn't until 1938 when FDR was president that a senator from New York, Royal Copeland, wrote legislation which gave the FDA the power to regulate drugs. 
And that, that senator from New York was a medical doctor, and he was a homeopathic physician. So he had written within this uh, Federal Food, Drugs, and Cosmetics Act of 1938, recognition of homeopathic medicines by the FDA as a different school of thought of medical care. So there was the United States Pharmacopeia, and there was the homeopathic pharmacopeia. And so it gave equal and different recognition to both. And since then, the homeopathic community has actually had a good working relationship with the FDA until the year 2018. <laughs> As it turns out, a Trump appointee um, in this day and age where um, our president is trying to reduce regulations for some unknown reason, they decide to increase regulations on the safest medicines in the world while ignoring increasing regulations on the most dangerous medicines in the yes. world. Mm -hmm. So if you don't smell a rat here, you know, that then, you know, your, your nose isn't working. Yeah. Um, and so uh, now, mind you, some of this was instigated before Trump came along. Uh, uh, there's one homeopathic company that had their most popular drug with their homeopathic teething tablets. Mm. And um, in up until the year 2009, in America, even though they sold this by the millions, there was less than 10 uh, calls to poison centers every year. Every year, less than 10. But all of a sudden, in 2010, it increased to over 100 calls saying that there were potential problems associated with teething tablets. Now, personally, because teething happens at a similar time that many infants are given vaccines, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, and because the symptoms that they were having were dealing with seizures, I think this is one of the ways that uh, the FDA is um, blaming homeopathy for problems that may be related to vaccines. Have you ever heard of homeopathy causing seizures? Um, well, there that sometimes might happen if a person had seizures earlier in their life. Yeah. And sometimes people go through a re that retracing that I began talking about. Yeah. Because I don't and see yes, how homeopathy could be could cause seizures. How in it, energy it, medicine. And, and mind you, the yeah. one of the ingredients in belladonna in teething tablets is belladonna, and belladonna can be li linked to some seizures, but the dose that they put of belladonna in this teething tablet was such a low dose. And because this particular company is the biggest homeopathic company in America, they actually, prior to any of this drama, they uh, developed safeguards where they would measure the belladonna content in each batch that was created. And it was in the parts per trillion. And in order for belladonna to be toxic, it has to be in the parts per thousand because even potatoes, which we eat on a regular basis, 
have more belladonna alkaloids in than that could ever be in these homeopathic teething tablets. And I don't think the FDA is cracking down on French fries. That I've <laughs> I don't think McDonald's is having warning labels on their their potato products. Um, so uh, I, I am very suspicious about this FDA crackdown. And uh, I personally think that it's really very, very strange. Yeah, and, and it, it's sad as well because people need access to, uh, to natural therapies. So we need alternatives to conventional medicines. We know it's, uh, you know, it's controlled by big pharma. It's, uh, I think the education is fraudulent in many ways. And we need, we need the aspects of conventional medicine. We need surgeries and we need right. some medications. But Absolutely. Uh, a lot of the treatment is abysmal and it's, it's a scam. Uh, a lot of the different treatments for various chronic health issues. Um, and so we need things like homeopathy and energy medicine, sure. and we need uh, detoxification and functional medicine, all the other things that people need um, when conventional medicine fails. Um, you know, you've mentioned something very important. I personally believe that we need more detox from the conventional drugs that we are being yeah. given yeah. than detox from the heavy metals. Yeah. Because on average, every man, woman, and child is prescribed 13 prescription drugs every year. And if you did not get your 13, then somebody got yours for you. Yes. And mm -hmm. that's even more scary. Yeah, and I know a lot of these medications, they damage your liver and they, they damage your body's ability to detox. and the Make you crazy, uh, uh, suppress the immune system, create autoimmune diseases, create cancers, create uh, delusional states and Alzheimer's syndromes, create mental illness. So what they do is they push disease deeper and deeper into our immune system, into our cardiovascular system, into our hormonal system, and into our brain. Yeah, and around, around the merry-go-round, they go back to the doctor's office for more drugs. Now, one of the leading homeopathic medicines that we use for detox, for a general detox, is a medicine that sounds wonderfully poisonous. It's called Nux Vomica. <laughs> Nux Vomica. And it's actually a, a, a nut from a tree that's even called the poison nut tree because its seeds have these nuts in it that have strychnine in it. And yet... Uh, homeopathic doses of Nux Vomica have, are so valuable, so much so that the one doctor at the turn into the 20th century that is considered the father of modern medicine, whereas Hippocrates thought of as the father of medicine, the father of modern medicine was a doctor named Sir William Osler who at the turn of at 1900 was the dean of medicine at Johns Hopkins. And then he left that uh, medical school to be the head of Oxford's medical school in England. And he wrote a book that was used by doctors for 50 years of how, how medicine should be practiced. And he considered his two most valuable drugs to be Nux Vomica and Hope. Mm. And so uh, he even used 
much stronger doses of nux vomica than we use in homeopathy. And mind you, if you used his doses without uh, needing detox, you could have run into a problem. But, you know, but if you need it for detox, it stimulates the liver enough that, that it causes a, a really important detox reaction. And so that's one of the medicines that many homeopaths use to help people detox from conventional drugs. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. So is there anything uh, else you want to leave the audience with? Any, you know, pearls of wisdom uh, <laughs> when it comes to homeopathy? Well, you know, I always think that every podcast or every article, every book is just a seed that it will only work and grow if you water it, if you fertilize it, if you explore it further. So I want to invite people to my website at homeopathic.com. I have a hundred free articles on homeopathy. Plus we sell uh, hundreds of books and tapes and medicines and software. And unlike Amazon, they're real people here. <laughs> <laughs> and I also encourage people to support real companies uh, that are really trying to help the world. Um, uh, rather than the biggest companies that are just selling everything as a low of, of price, but not providing any real customer service. Uh, and then secondly, my e-course, you'll find it uh, a, its own separate website called homeopathicfamilymedicine.com. Fantastic. So, you know, you know uh, and then that e-course uh, has different videos that come with it. Uh, it comes with that e-book that I made mention of. And, and, and then hopefully the, these materials will take you further so you can fertilize this seed that we've just planted in you. Fantastic. Well, Dana, thank you so much for, for enlightening right. us on using homeopathy for detoxification. Uh, it was just that was, it was really delightful. That was a really, really good interview. And, My uh, pleasure. Yes. Yeah. I, I've been wanting to do a podcast about this for a while because I, I, I know a lot of practitioners will, will use homeopathy for detoxification. So thank you so much for that. All right. My best to you. And everyone, thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate you joining us. Uh, you can learn more about me, Wendy Myers, at myersdetox.com, where you can have hundreds of articles, hundreds of podcasts all about detoxification. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and we will be talking to you very, very soon.